listener. I don't know how my old listeners are coming back after I literally dipped out for a few months, but if you're here, thank you. I'm just so shocked if you still are. But anyways, welcome back. I don't want to apologize like too much because life happens and I'm trying to give myself grace and last semester was just chaos. So the last thing I could really think of is recording a podcast when I was just so burnt out. And yeah, I'm just going to give myself grace, but I do want to thank you all for the messages and asking when the pod is coming back. I was like, oh, people are still listening and like, I didn't realize that. So I do want to keep my promises and really want to just like show up this year, which by the way, happy new year. I feel like this time of year can be very motivating and there's so much going on with regards to setting goals and vision boarding and it just can feel like very overwhelming. So I wanted to do an episode today on the new year and some reflections from last year and kind of what I do at the start of a new year and like what sets me up for success. But before that, I just wanted to give a few updates. It's been a while, so why not give a few life updates? Um, if you've been following me on Instagram, maybe you already know a bit of what's going on in my life, but I am about to start my last semester, not only of my PhD, but like of school ever. And to say those words, insane. Like I've been a student forever. So this has been a long time coming, but also doesn't feel like it's real. Like it's not going to feel real until it actually happens And I don't have the same schedule I do as a student and all of the obligations that come with that. So it's kind of like when you're going on a trip, it doesn't feel real until you're on the plane, you've landed. Even then you're just like, wait, this isn't happening, is it? So that is quite literally how I feel. I know it's going to be bittersweet. And I know there's so many people who say that they miss school once they're out of it. And I feel like I might feel that way. I do have this security blanket of being a student and it's just kind of nice to to leave it at that when people ask you what you do. So it will be a big year of change. Let's just leave it at that. And there are obviously a lot of looming questions like what am I going to do with my life and where do I see myself going after? And honestly, a lot of you ask me this as well just in case you're curious about grad school or pursuing higher education there are so many career paths and the most obvious being academia or becoming a professor which i've kind of ruled out because it's just not my jam and it's not something i see for myself but if you're into teaching and you love research and you really want to have your own lab perfect for you and i totally salute you if you do that Honestly, the path I see for me is probably more entrepreneurial and starting my own business and just really helping people directly. I would really love to do that. So that is what I'm aiming towards. But even with that, there's so much uncertainty. You are your own boss and all that comes with that. It can be a very lonely process. So yeah, who knows? I might go for something a little bit more stable beforehand, like a position in consulting and 
have that stability while I work on other things. And that is just so me. I'm like, why don't I just have a million things going on at the same time? Like, that'll be totally perfect. Even just looking at my schedule for this semester, I'm just like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I sign up for so many things that I didn't have to sign up for? For example, I didn't have to TA this semester. I really didn't. But I was like, uh, it's not even that many hours. Like, why not just do it? Why not just busy yourself up some more? And I think there's a balance between doing enough to stay busy and to feel purpose and to, you know, keep yourself engaged in the different facets of who you are, but not to a point where it's too much and you can't even give it your all and give things your attention. So I'm hoping I didn't do that this semester. I just think that regardless, this was going to be a crazy semester as well, but I am trying my best to really, really plan out every week and I want to stick to what I say I'm going to do. That is my biggest thing. Like I love planning, but I hate executing because executing is uncomfortable and just like that is where the hard work comes in. But I am committed. Maybe it's the New Year's high and maybe that is what I'm coming off of. But you know what? I'm going to just ride the wave while it lasts. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Okay, next update, I want to talk about just like mental health because why not? We talk about mental health on this pod. And me, last semester very proud of myself because I went to therapy bi-weekly and I went consistently for probably three months I want to say and that is the most consistent I've been with therapy in honestly ever because when I started I didn't even go bi-weekly I went like once a month and that was just because it was pretty expensive and my school doesn't cover it all or it covers it up to like a certain point. So there's like a cap on how much you can have in a year, but they increased that this year. So I was like, why not use this up and why not do something that's good for me mentally, even though that can be one of the most uncomfortable things to do, talking every other week and knowing that I'm probably going to cry every session. Like I've just accepted the fact that this is a crying appointment. That is fine. It's time for me to release. It's time for me to go talk about things and not be judged from somebody who doesn't even know me. That is the beauty of it. I love my friends, love my family, but I'm not going to be talking to them about this stuff because they really know me and are going to continue to know me. And I want somebody who is very much a third party, but still knows me enough and wants to help me. I really struggle with opening up to people close in my life And part of that is I don't want to be a burden and they didn't sign up to be my therapist or be the one who listens to me rant. So usually I keep things bottled up to myself, which is not really healthy, but that is why we go to therapy. But I still know that I could be sharing a bit more in my relationships. So I am not even in my 2023 goals yet, but that is one of them. Um, I've still been going through like anxiety and depressive episodes and they're usually either hand in hand or it's like a cycle. I find that with the weather, I'm definitely struggling more because I need the sunshine. It is just so great all the time. I literally haven't seen the sun in five days. It has been raining every single day here, which is also confusing. Like it's January. Why is it raining? 
Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to learn how to cope with those moments and to kind of embrace the ebbs and flows of life and remind myself that if I'm doing great, you know, I'm not going to be doing great forever. There's going to be some low periods too. So really embracing that and just accepting it. I don't even have to have a positive view on that, just accepting it. Um, okay, last mental health thing is body dysmorphia. And this isn't even to do with my body, it's more to do with my face. So it's like face dysmorphia. But ever since I got my nose job in May, so it's like almost, I guess it's eight months ago, I think. I made a whole episode on that experience, by the way, if you haven't listened to it. And I feel like with any surgery, after the fact, you're just going to be more critical of that thing you changed or improved. And I think I was already hypercritical of my nose, but after the fact, when you spend the money, go through recovery, all of that, there's this added pressure of, oh, it should be perfect because I went through all of this. But the healing process is so grueling emotionally. And in the beginning, I was like very, very in love with my nose but i think over time i got used to it and i'm like oh maybe i should have asked for something else maybe you know it could look better and i think that could look better and could be improved is kind of where plastic surgery can go problematic and you're always chasing what is perfection but perfection isn't real and you know beauty is in the eye of the beholder and all of that but you can't just keep striving for that so i've been going through phases of that as well where i'm just like not as satisfied or have like a different perspective and it's just so funny because this changes week by week where like one week i'm obsessed i love it where and then the next week i'm just like why did i do this this looks so bad i wasted all my money and again that is with the ebbs and flow message that i talked about earlier so yeah i just want to be upfront about like all the mental health stuff because it's been a while and obviously there has been some other things but i don't want to put too much time into that right now um, also, if you hear something that sounds like a plane taking off, it's just my laptop. She sometimes does this because she's like five, six years old and I love MacBooks, but why does this happen when you've owned it for only five years? Let me know. So for today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my 2022 lessons and reflections. So that'll be the first part. And then the second part, I'm going to be talking about how I prep and plan for a new year and like whether resolutions are worth the hype, how I make a vision board, and we're really gonna get into the details of it. Okay, so first, my 2022 reflections. I just made this list before recording this episode and it is not exhaustive by any means, but it's just what stood out to me the most. So the first reflection slash lesson that I learned is travel and experiences over things always. I traveled a lot this year. This was my biggest travel year in my whole life. And I am still obsessed. Like, I just want to travel more. And it teaches you so much about who you are, how other people live in different parts of the world. It takes you out of your bubble because having a routine, I love having a routine. There is nothing quite like it. It's comfortable. You know what to expect. There isn't a lot of uncertainty there and being type a i obviously thrive off of routines but i also thrive off of being out of my routine and um, going on adventures and exploring 
and really immersing myself in new cultures. I just love waking up in somewhere I don't know and then roaming the streets, going to a random cafe, really just like trying to act like a local even though I probably don't look like it. One of my favorite things and so many memories that come with it and memories priceless. Things, sure, you can put a price tag on those, but if there's one thing I learned is I would so rather put my money towards those experiences. And I did write down everywhere I traveled. So I went to San Fran, LA, New York twice. And then I did my big Europe trip in the summer where I went to Paris, ANSI, Venice, Rome, Florence, Barcelona, and Lisbon. Cannot even believe I did all of that in a month. That is insane. And then in September, I went to Sicily and that was my first solo trip, which I definitely want to do more of. I want to do more solo travel and I would love to live somewhere else abroad for like six months, a year. I really want to do that um, while I'm in my 20s. And I think, I don't know where I would do that in. Barcelona literally swept me off my feet. Loved it there so, so much. And I was like, I want to live here for like six months. I really love Spanish food. So gorgeous. Like, ugh, I was obsessed. Also want to know that travel is hella expensive. Definitely a privilege. I'm definitely not in a place where I can just like go on a trip every week comfortably. Like, no, no, no. I have to plan for this. I have to save. And regardless, I feel so, so grateful to be able to take these trips. So I just want to put that out there because I know that this is a privilege and it is not cheap by any means. Um, okay, second lesson, growth is never comfortable. Like growth is such a positive outcome that you want to aspire for and go towards in your healing journey. Yes, that's a great positive. You want to be a better version of yourself now and like go through the, the process of doing that. But the process of doing that is not going to be comfortable. Just because the outcome is positive doesn't mean the process is positive. And if anything, it's going to be quite negative and you're going to want to stop a lot, but you're supposed to be outside of your comfort zone. Discomfort is actually a really good sign. So if things don't feel like they're going well or you're not constantly feeling your best, maybe it's because you're putting in the hard work and you're in the long-term game. You will be rewarded, I promise, but it's just a waiting game and a consistency game. Okay, third one, stop people-pleasing. My therapist made me realize this, and I just never considered myself a people-pleaser, but then she was like telling me all the evidence, and I was like, oh shit, you're right, and I need to stop doing that, so I need to focus more on my own needs and not like trying to please everybody else because a it's impossible to do that you cannot please everybody everybody's going through their own shit and you can't control that and you shouldn't want to control that b it's okay to be selfish and if anything especially at this time in my life like i should be selfish and setting those boundaries and not trying to make everybody else happy but damn there's some things that your therapist tells you and you're like, how did I not, how did I not realize this? And how am I going to like work to improve this? So go to therapy, everyone, 2023 goal, collective goal. We're going to have this be a consistent part of our routines. Um, so fourth lesson, admit when you're wrong. 
I can be a stubborn person. I will admit that if I have an argument with somebody, I have a hard time just being like, you know what, I'm wrong. I can realize mid-conversation that I'm in the wrong, but then it takes me so long to, to admit that until I'm literally like against a wall and I'm like, you know what, yeah, all the evidence is stacked up against me or like what I said was just, you know, not right. And it is so hard to do, but it is a sign of maturity and growth. And the other person will step back and be like, whoa, like really impressed that you did that because you are basically saying, letting go of my ego. I'm not trying to impress anyone out here. I think I grew up with the belief that my intelligence is my worth, which is obviously so not true because everybody's going to be wrong sometimes. You're human. And clearly education and intelligence like it's very much part of my life but trying to admit when i'm wrong it is such a small thing but it is so hard fourth lesson fifth i don't even know um celebrate your wins whether they're big wins or small wins if anything we usually celebrate our big wins but the small ones are what we forget about and we always want to jump to the next thing check off more on our to-do list see what's on our five-year plan which honestly i don't even do that but Whatever is next, people want to just go to that. And why not just sit with what you have accomplished so far and really celebrate yourself? We don't do that and we need to do that more. Okay, last one. If you are inspired, act on it right away. Why? Okay, so there have been so many moments within the past year where I think of an idea and I'm like, I want to do this and you know, I'm going to do it. And then I wait. I wait like a few days and then I'm not inspired anymore. And I'm just like, that was honestly a dumb idea anyways. Wouldn't have worked. So-and-so has done something similar to this. No one would care and basically convince myself that idea is not worth pursuing anymore. Go on, go on with your life. So basically inspiration and creativity in those like moments where it is so strong, there's a lifespan it doesn't last forever and you can end up either forgetting about what your idea was and that headspace that you were in or you might not be motivated anymore so if you're inspired try if you can to act on it right away at least like flesh out the thought more write about it and maybe talk about it with people if you really want other opinions um i'm trying to really do that with content this year I get inspired, I have so many ideas for content and then I wait too long and I no longer wanna shoot that thing or edit that video. So holding myself accountable, have to act on it right away and I know this isn't always feasible, but I don't wanna have abandoned ideas because a lot of them I think are good. Okay, so I'm gonna get into the second part of this episode, which is how I prep for the new year and what I did this year. Okay, so I thought I knew exactly what I was going to say for this section, but then a few days ago, I saw a TikTok, which led me to read a book or start reading a book, and this book is called The 12-Week Year. Don't know if you've heard of it, but basically, it talks about how you don't have to wait a whole year to have a clean slate and to have goals that you want to achieve in a certain timeline. So I'm only about like 20 pages into this book, but it talks about how we get caught up in annualized thinking, which is 
thinking of our timelines as a whole year. Like, what do we want to accomplish in a year? Um, what are our goals for the year? Like, basically, what New Year's and the resolutions are set up for. But even as like uh, students or companies, like we always look at the whole year, and our timelines don't have to be a year. And if anything, with a year, there is so much uncertainty. So much can change in a year. How do you know that if what you want in January is going to be the same thing as what you want in September? You don't. There's so much that could happen. And having those goals, it's like great to have them, but then to execute them, it might just not happen because of all that uncertainty in a year. There's also no like time pressure. You're like, oh my gosh, I have until September, October to complete this. Why would I start on it now? And then you blink and it's September. You keep pushing it. Then by the end of the year, you convince yourself that you didn't really want that anyways, or you push it to the next year. So basically the authors are you know, proposing this idea of using 12 weeks, which is three months, and treating that as a year. So what do you want to accomplish in the next three months? And when those three months are over, okay, it's a new year. And when you're looking at it in these chunks, it's more attainable. There's more of a time pressure because you can achieve things in three months, but also three months is not so far away where you're like, oh, I'm going to put that off. You know, I have so much time, especially if you have like a big goal that needs to be broken down into smaller goals. So for me, I know that I need time pressure to get shit done. It keeps me more accountable and I just feel like I have to get it done because it's due soon. And if it's not, then I'm like, oh, future me will get to that. I don't realize that the current me is going to turn into the future me and is going to have to do that work. So that being said, a new year, it feels good. It feels like a clean slate. If you didn't have a great 2022 or previous year, then you're able to kind of close that chapter and be like, okay, we're starting new. And that's like a big reason why resolutions are so popular and why so many of us make goals and i do like to write goals like i'm not trying to go against goals because i think they can be very useful and it can also be quite exciting to be like what am i going to do this year and what are some achievements that i'm going to check off my list and obviously it doesn't always go to plan but it is nice to have those feelings at the start of the year but even just reading a few pages of this book my perception was kind of shifted already where i'm like i don't need to make these insane goals for a year why not break it up so i'm gonna be trying to do that and i think this quarterly system kind of maps on really nicely to the different seasons of the year and we go through different seasons of life like winter me very different than summer me and there's a different energy in the air as well so i'm gonna be trying this and I think it will work really well with my semester and just the timing of that and all of the goals I want to accomplish within that time frame. So I'll update you on how that goes. And also I want to finish the book, obviously, because I think there's a lot more to it. But let me know if you've tried the 12-week year, what you think of it. I'm so curious because it really spoke to me. I have trouble when I don't have that time pressure. So I feel like this was written for somebody like me. Okay, moving on. Another thing I want to do this year is instead of focusing on just what I want to achieve, 
I want to think about the person that I want to be and what I want her to look like in terms of the qualities and the, you know, the aura and energy I give off to people, how I am in my relationships. Like I want to focus on building that person and, you know, really refining myself that way because it's so easy to get caught up in our to-do list, but focus less on who we want to be and how we want to cultivate our relationships. So that could be a really helpful exercise if, you know, that resonates with you. Just write down some traits of what you admire in other people and what you really want to work on for yourself this year. And then you can brainstorm, okay, well, if I want to become somebody who communicates better, how can I do that? Well, maybe that means pushing myself out of my comfort zone sometimes and calling a friend when I need some advice or something like that where you're acting in a way that aligns with that trait and improving yourself that way. So honestly, I'm going to do this for myself. That sounds like a really good prompt. Um, I thought about it in my head, but I haven't actually done anything to write it down. So that is something I will be doing this weekend. Um, Okay, my favorite practice though is visualization and i'm sure you've seen all the vision boards everywhere um because i've been seeing so many but i'm not really annoyed at it i'm kind of like really rooting for people and i just love seeing the different things that people come up with if you're new to visualization it's basically the idea of imagining what you want your life to look like and really immersing yourself in that what you want to achieve and then with that visualization, because you are so adamantly um, imagining it and feeling it, really feeling it, this like subconsciously shapes your behavior, your thoughts, all of that to act in a way where you achieve those goals. Um, it's kind of like the self-fulfilling prophecy if you know what that is. If not, Google search because I always make the definition of it really complicated um but yeah before you realize it the the stuff that you are imagining actually comes true and so vision boarding is a great way to do this and you can do this whenever you want it doesn't have to be at the start of the year i do it at the start of the year this is my second year doing it so i was looking at my 2022 vision board and realized that so much came true there was a picture of this girl on a bus looking outside and there was the Eiffel Tower. I vividly remember being on a bus or train, whatever, looking outside and there was the Eiffel Tower. I have a video of it. It is so scary how accurate it is, but also I don't think this is something that is very pseudoscience-y like, oh, you just put a picture of it and it happened. Like that is so magical and so cool. I do think there's some psychology involved into this. You are actively trying to pursue those goals as well. Even though you're putting it on your vision board, you're kind of now affirming the belief that these are attainable. And I don't think, at least for me, I'm trying to push myself in what I think is attainable, but I'm not out here putting like a picture of me in space or, you know, something so out of this world that it's not going to happen. Um, I think there's like a nice gradient of what is attainable, what is pushing you a bit, 
because some things were like, oh, there's no way I can achieve that. But on your vision board, anything can happen. What do you really want to do, even if it doesn't seem like it's that attainable in a year? So I'm going to be telling you about how I make one because I put mine on my story and I had a lot of you asking. So the idea behind it is you create one that is very unique to you and your goals and then you set it as your computer wallpaper, your phone wallpaper, just the screens that you see really often. So it is a constant daily reminder. It helps you um, see those images that you want to imagine and visualize and then eventually subconsciously you will do those things even if it doesn't map on perfectly so i did it last year and i want to do it again and also it's just a fun exercise i just think they look so pretty so even if you don't believe in this if you want a pretty wallpaper here's how to do it okay first step i would highly recommend maybe also even doing this with a friend it's a really cute like girls night activity um so first step pinterest Pinterest, I think, is the best for like these aesthetic images, and also they have a really big database of images. So I just make a board on there, name it 2023 Vision Board, and then I know I'm going to put all the photos I want on my board in there and just go crazy. Like I put way more than I used because I don't want to make the decision then and there, and it's better to have more than not enough. So these are images related to what I want to do, what I want to achieve, who I want to be, how I want my relationships to look. And when I'm searching something, it's helpful to add the word aesthetic after it if you really want like the pretty pictures. And then on Pinterest, when you click on a photo below that, you will see related photos. So if you see an image and you're like, that's not exactly what I want, but it's similar, just press on it and you'll see probably something that you like even more below. Okay, so you got your images, you have your board, then you're going to want to open up PowerPoint. If you don't want to do PowerPoint, you can always use Canva as well. And then you just want to copy and paste all the images into um, your PowerPoint slide and you just have to arrange it how you want. So move them around, um, make them smaller. You can have different corners of the vision board be a certain theme. I know some people do that. I honestly kind of just do it randomly. And this is the fun part. So just be creative and make what speaks to you. You can delete some images later that don't fully resonate with you anymore. It's not meant to be something stressful. You know what I mean? It's just a way for you to kind of uh, show what your goals are in a visual way. And I find it really fun. Okay, so then when you're done, you can, I think, export it or save it as a jpeg or png i think png is like better quality uh you save that and then you just set it as your desktop wallpaper super easy and for the iphone it's different dimensions obviously so what i did was i went on canva and i opened a template that was like iphone dimensions and then i just like copied half of my board the left side of my board and i put that on the top half of the iPhone template. I don't know if this is making sense. Then the right side of the board, I put that on the bottom half of the iPhone template. So then you should have something that is similar to your um, wallpaper, like your horizontal wallpaper, but it's just like flipped in orientation. And then that way you can uh, send it to yourself on your phone and make it also your phone wallpaper. 
And the thing is, you are going to keep this as your wallpaper for the whole year. And honestly, before I would always struggle with what to make my wallpaper. And this just helps me so much because I know it's going to be my wallpaper for the whole year. And it is pretty. I get to see it every day. It reminds me of my goals. And if there's another piece of advice I would give you is to try to document your life with pictures. Because then at the end of the year, you can, you know, go through your pictures and see if anything kind of matches onto your vision board. And it's just like such a nice full circle moment when it does. And you feel really proud of yourself. So I would try to take as many pictures, videos, whatever works for you. And have that vision board always be on your wallpapers. So last little bit, I just wanted to like say a few goals of mine because... I'm not that kind of person who's like, oh, if I say them, they're not going to come true. Like, if anything, I get excited to share them. So I, of course, want to graduate. Big goal for this year. Probably the biggest. And I want to travel more. Not as much as last year because I just don't think that's possible. But I want to go to London. Everyone I've spoken to that's been to London who's a friend of mine is always like, Araste, you would love London. You need to go. And so I'm just like, okay, I guess I need to go. Um, And I want to do Spain, like more of Spain. I want to do the Southern Islands. And if I could go back to Barcelona, I definitely would. And maybe somewhere tropical, like an all-inclusive maybe. I haven't been to one of those in so long. And I just want to be on a beach sipping a pina colada. Um, next is I want to be financially stable and just shift my mindset around money. I probably want to do a whole episode on this or have somebody on as a guest who is more well-versed in this, but I feel like a lot of us think that we're not deserving of money and we don't have these big money goals because of that belief. So I just want to not limit myself with that. Okay. Next one is to relearn Farsi. And that is just, I can't believe I'm even saying that, but I've lost touch with the language. If you're like, what are you talking about? It is like the language we speak in Iran and what I grew up learning, but just like not living with my parents anymore, I'm always speaking in English. So I've lost like a bit of it and I just don't feel as confident when I'm speaking in conversations. And even with my parents, they are always trying to practice their English. So they speak in English to me. And then I tell them, I'm like, no, like you need to speak in Farsi to me so that I can keep the language. So I'm actually, I'm going to lessons. I am committed. It's something I don't want to lose. I feel like language is really important and it's something I want to pass down to my kids. So we are going to be doing that this year. Next, I also want to do pottery classes and this is just kind of like to have a hobby that is not being monetized. It's for my inner child. It is just fun. I want to work with my hands. That's on my vision board as well. And next, I want to keep going with the podcast, be consistent, bring on some amazing guests, just not let my self-doubt keep me from recording because I think a part of it was that as well. So we're going to keep going and I love when you guys message me. It means the world and I swear those messages are what keep me going. Um, I also want to bring out a newsletter because I love writing and I feel like it is one of my most effective communication skills. 
So I think it would just be a cool medium to, you know, have all my links in one place, my favorites, new findings in psychology that I'm up to date on anyways, but I feel like the general public is not because you guys don't have access to these articles the way I do. So there would just be so much cool stuff on that. And even talking about it, I'm like, yes, we're doing this. So those are just a few goals I had. I have some more, but you know, that's going to be way too long of a list. And that I think is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming back. If you are one of the OG listeners, if you're new here, I don't even know if I introduced myself. Oh my gosh, I haven't done this in so long. I usually introduce myself just because my name is quite difficult to pronounce, but my name's Araste. My page on Instagram is at her.healthful. It's the same on TikTok, which I'm posting on a lot more now. And obviously the podcast is called Her Healthful. So thank you for being here and look forward to many more episodes. And as always, if you want to discuss anything even further, DM me if you just want to say anything about the podcast, whether it's recommendations for guests, topics, whatever it is. I love talking to you guys and I'm going to be on my DMs and really trying to connect with you. So that's it. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you or talk to you next time. Bye.